Hi from me again. This is George Vulgaris, and I'm here with uh, Professor Nora Kearney. Um, professor Kearney is uh, a professor of cancer care and head of the School of Health and Social Care at the University of Surrey. So hello from us. Hello. Uh, professor Kearney has uh, many over 20 years of experience uh, with uh, international reputation uh, as a leader in uh, cancer care research and uh, she leads and collaborates on a number of uh, multi-center uh, research projects um, in the areas of uh, patient experience and symptom improvement in cancer care. Uh, one of which is the eSmart project which uh, has been introduced to our audience earlier today. So. Uh, could we start with uh, a few words about the project um, uh, from you, just to hear your perspective as, as, as the lead? Yeah, okay, thank you, George. Uh, really just to say that eSmart is a culmination of about 10 years' work um, with a developing a remote patient monitoring system called ASIMS, the Advanced Symptom Management System, essentially for patients with cancer. Um, and what we've been doing over the past 10 years is developing that system so that patients who are receiving chemotherapy can be remotely monitored at home. You'll be aware that patients who have chemotherapy have quite severe side effects. Mm -hmm. Some of those side effects can be life-threatening. So we've developed this remote patient monitoring system using a mobile phone-based system so that we can remotely monitor patients, uh, ensure that they get the appropriate uh, interventions in real time should they require it whilst they're on chemotherapy. So essentially, we've been working on this in the UK and mm -hmm. in Australia over the past 10 years, as I've said. And eSmart is to translate the system across 17 clinical centres in Europe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, um, uh, can you tell us a few words about the, the structure of the system? I understand that this was already mentioned, but just to, to uh, keep the audience up to date. Of so, course. yeah, is there like um, a terminal side? Or is there a cloud side? Is there something that uh, interconnects yeah. with the, the back end of the hospital systems? And, and uh, what are the, the, the general components? How does it work in general? Okay, so because we have multiple health systems, we don't actually integrate into the health system. Mm -hmm. Essentially, it's very simple. Patients are given a mobile phone. On that mobile phone, they record their symptoms twice a day and also take their temperature using a digital thermometer. That information is immediately sent, it's encrypted and immediately sent to a remote server and cloud-based server. We've built automatic risk algorithms into the data mm -hmm. system mm -hmm. so that depending on the symptoms that the patients enter, they immediately get self-care advice back on how to manage their symptoms on their mobile phone. Mm -hmm. At the same time, we have a risk algorithm so that if patients' symptoms are above clinical norms, that will generate alerts for healthcare professionals in the patient's own hospital. Within the hospital, the nurse or a doctor will also have a mobile phone. They will then be alerted that a patient has a clinical problem that requires an immediate intervention. So they can check via a website what patients' problems are and deal immediately with that patient. So all of this happens in real time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's uh, quite different from what we have in mind from uh, the, the typical healthcare it's very <laughs> system, different. right? It's and very um, dealing with this kind of, of situations. So um, this sounds like, uh, um, I mean, uh, to my ears, uh, like a, a solution that has much more practical uses than just cancer patients. I mean, I can guess that there are many uh, patient groups that require monitoring or are, are incapable of easily moving and going to the hospital or to the doctor. So um, 
how how is a smart position according to that? What are the plans? Are there any plans to expand it to other groups? Yes, in fact, we've already started this work. Um, mm -hmm. As I say, we've been developing the system for quite some time, and we've had a lot of interest from other groups of patients with multiple comorbid conditions, so patients who have lung problems or diabetes or heart failure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's important to remember that ASIMS was developed specifically from a patient perspective, so to improve patient experience, and we believe that's why it's been so successful. So for other people with long-term conditions, we're also doing the development in the same way. Mm -hmm. um, so we start speaking with patients, first of all, not with doctors or nurses, but actually not looking at the clinical issues, but speaking what are the symptoms and what are the manifestations for patients from having a condition such as uh, heart failure or diabetes. From mm -hmm. that, we build up the symptom profile that we need to address and understand in terms of clinical interventions and work with clinicians and patients in partnership to develop a system. Mm -hmm. So for patients with multiple long-term conditions like heart failure and chronic lung disease, for example, we've been working with a large group of patients to understand what the problems are from them and then we're in the process now of developing the prototype. You'll know that when you... The problem we've got in our kind of Western world now is the ageing population who don't just have cancer or don't just have diabetes. They have multiple conditions at the same time. No. So there is no point in thinking about this in silos, developing clinical systems for one disease. We have to look at this from a patient perspective, and that's what we're doing in developing ASIMS for long-term conditions. Mm -hmm. So actually that, that gives me a great cue for my next question, which is how does, I mean, uh, what, what eSmart does um, uh, one would easily compare with uh, the many uh, remote patient monitoring solutions, the, the many commercial remote patient solutions, uh, patient monitoring solutions that we see out there. Uh, uh, I would say mainly coming from uh, the insurance sector or from uh, even from new companies trying to create new hardware, but mm. not just limited to that. So, uh, what is the, what is eSmart's positioning? Uh, with respect to this landscape? Yeah, obviously we know the landscape very well mm -hmm. because in, in research we have to mm -hmm. look at all of the evidence before we start to develop things and before we take research forward. I think what's different about, about eSmart is that it's very patient-driven. So as I said, we didn't start with a clinical problem, as many of the commercial solutions have done. And as you're aware, many of the solutions that have been developed haven't been taken into full-scale implementation largely because they've looked at clinical problems from a very particular medical point of view, rather than what eSmart does is start with the patient and look at the impact on the patient of the side effects and symptoms experienced as a consequence of disease and deal with it from that perspective. And to think about if we are thinking in the longer term about how we're going to support patients, we have to turn this on its head, not at all to neglect the clinical importance of certain parameters mm. because we build those into the system, for example, like taking someone's temperature or looking at their blood pressure. But if we start from the patient perspective, we're much more likely to get a system that will be sustainable and useful in the longer term. Mm -hmm. and, and, and speaking on the relationship of, of uh, the solution to, um, uh, in comparison with other commercial um, solutions out there. So uh, how does it compare in terms of uh, cost efficiency, purely in terms of uh, the economics of the project? Yeah. So we're doing, uh, we're finishing a large UK trial at the moment, uh -huh. um, and in that we're building in a full cost evaluation. And as part of eSmart, again, we're looking at a full-scale economic analysis of the system. 
what we've done is some uh, preliminary looking at the economics of this and even a small reduction in keeping people out of hospital. The whole point of ASIMS is it's an anticipatory system, picking symptoms up early so that patients don't have to go into hospital but can remain at home and be looked after at home. So small reductions in hospital admissions will have significant impact financially for healthcare organisations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, I mean, I know that talking about... Um business models and technology disruption is, uh, is actually uh, some trendy terms and hot topics at the moment. But um, we're, we're talking about uh, a European uh, project at the moment. So the focus, I think, should be more on the, on the social impact rather than on the business model behind, behind it. Uh, having said that, of course, as we already said, it needs to be cost-efficient. However, uh, issues like... Um, uh, privacy of data, uh, uh, fairness uh, across uh, the different uh, uh, patient groups, uh, for example, making sure that uh, high-risk groups uh, or um, groups that uh, are, uh, do not have um, uh, the financial, uh, are, not in, are not in a state that can afford like uh, uh, expensive health uh, programs or expense, uh, expensive insurance programs, still have access to a minimum level of, of health care. Um, so uh, I think having your view on the social impact is, is one thing that I would like to ask you, which is, I think, is quite important. There are also practical, of course, um, uh, extensions to that. Uh, uh, to, and by that, I mean to the fact that we have all those many uh, different um, but similar commercial solutions coming up and practically, um, I, I don't want to say threatening, but to, to an extent competing in the same landscape. Uh, which uh, would include, but not uh, exhausted by uh, mentioning interoperativity, uh, interoperability, and um, compatibility, and uh, even the fact that we'll have like loads of sensors or, or all around, just mm -hmm. trying to uh, basically pretty much gather the same matter of information. So, yeah. I mean, uh, in summary, in short, social impact uh, primarily and practical impact primarily. Okay. So where do you think uh, eSmart and projects like eSmart should be positioned and what, where would the focus be? And, and what are the main issues at the moment in, 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 uh, in, in managing those, uh, in, in maintaining this focus okay. and, and having the impact that needs to be there? So let me deal with the social impact first of all. Mm -hmm. We know that across Europe there's great variation in cancer care. I was talking to colleagues here this morning in, in Athens about the challenges that patients who receive chemotherapy have. They have their chemotherapy, then they get very little support, and particularly those who cannot afford private health care get very little support in between their treatments. Um, that varies across Europe quite substantially, and we know mm. that uh, differences in cancer care result in, in many more people dying from cancer than would have to be the case. So what we're trying to do with eSmart is say that irrespective of um, how much money you have as an individual, that the standard of care would be the same, mm -hmm. that you can easily access it, be something like eSmart in real time, having that support when you need it, when it's important for you as an individual patient. And the technology exists today to allow us to do that. Uh, actually, we need to be much more proactive in disseminating this technology, um, and I hope that beyond eSmart we can do that. 
I think to your second point around the kind of issues of interoperability, they're really concerning. And I do think that both socially and politically, we have been quite naive within healthcare in looking at the broader aspects of this. Um, we know that there's a commercial interest for many companies in, in engaging within healthcare. It's a huge area, of course, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And all Indeed. political, um, I suppose all political organisations all, all really looking at how they can deliver the best possible healthcare within countries. So the, the budgets associated with delivering healthcare are enormous. So if mm. a company can come in with a solution that is bought by a government, uh, then that will have enormous uh, resource potential. My concern is that there does not seem to be any kind of coordinated approach to taking this forward. That's why forums like the um, Health Forum here today are really important, that we can start to get that dialogue. Um, you know, eSmart is just one solution. You've already identified that there are many others out there. Yeah. How do we start as a health system across Europe to bring some of this expertise together, to align things much more in a much more coordinated way Actually, look at this not from a financial imperative in terms of outcomes for businesses, but actually for the wealth of our population across Europe. And I think the latter hasn't been addressed as much as the former in that this is driven from a financial and a fiscal perspective as opposed to thinking about what are the health outcomes for individuals and for populations at large. We have some challenges in terms of taking this work forward, and one of the kind of key things we're going to be discussing here also in the forum is the the push at the moment for uh, large data set management, looking at population data, utilising that data up, not just at a population level, but also looking at how you use that data in a much more sophisticated way to deliver individualised care and look at predictive management of healthcare. And again, mm -hmm. there's a lot of resource going into large data management at the moment. Everyone is talking about big data. Yeah. But actually, unless we think at a political level across the EU and how we use that data in a way that benefits patients, I think we're going to be in a very difficult situation from a, a finance-driven model, which appears to exist currently, as opposed to a patient and a social-driven model. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like the, the usual uh, chicken and egg or catch-22 yeah. problem of... of uh, um, having a solution and trying to find the problem that best fits to that Indeed. solution, basically. Yeah. So, um, Professor Kearney, Nora, thank you very much for your time. That was a very you, insightful and very informative conversation. Uh, this is George Vulgaris for Tech Talk Central. Uh, do keep in touch at techtalkcentral.com and follow us uh, at our Twitter hashtag, which is TTCWeb.